0: Login Authorized. Accessing the mainframe. Welcome to the Tech Her Way podcast series, a captivating journey into the lives and accomplishments of extraordinary people within the tech realm. With your host, Merv Bingle from Anova Solutions, join her as we delve into their journeys, uncovering their stories, successes, and lessons they've learned along the way.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to our Tech Hairway podcast series. I'm Merv Bingle, Women in Tech Advocate and IT Consultant here at Innova Solutions and today I'm here with Chloe Poulter who is the Head of Product Strategy at Avenue. This will be a special episode for the International Day of Women and Girls in STEM, so I have been really, really looking forward to this episode. Welcome to the show, Chloe, how are you
0: today? Thanks, Merv. I'm great. Yeah, really enjoying a slightly warmer bit of weather than we've had recently.
1: Great. Well, thank you very much for coming again. As always, I'd like to firstly start with a quick background to yourself, maybe a little bit of an insight into your
0: journey to the tech industry, and then we'll get going into the details. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Merv. So, uh, I mean, if I go all the way back, um, you know, my my first kind of thoughts about STEM as a teenager, it was all of the subjects at school that I was into. I did my, my sciences. I uh, I loved arts, which is really important in STEM as well. Really enjoyed um, tech and, and kind of computer classes and that kind of stuff. But but the subject that really stood out for me was uh, was actually product design. Um, and that was what I went on to study um, then at uni. So uh, that was called product design and technology, which says it all really. You can't have one without the other. Um, and so uni was was really awesome. It taught me an awful lot about how someone like me with kind of really broad interests in, in lots of these different both arts and technologies and pure sciences can basically learn to become like a key communicator between all of those different people. So came to the the end of my degree and had a bit of a realisation that a lot of of what product design can be and is certainly often thought of is producing physical things, uh, plastic and um, ceramics and stuff that, you know, at the time I was super, super worried about basically ending up in landfill. So I had a little look at the skill set, the different routes I could take at that point and was super lucky to um, discover and then get a a kind of placement year at, at IBM they really worked out for me because they had an amazing focus on what they call enterprise design thinking it's a really great way to look at the world a really great way to look at solving problems a really great way to use a kind of I guess diverse broad but high level skill set like mine and that's kind of really what set me on the course that I'm now on um, so after a good few years at IBM basically uh, designing software products for developers to use I then thought I'd take the leap try something completely different and join startup. And that's what brought me to Aveni, which is a a fintech startup. We're based in Scotland and we work in um, helping financial advisors to give the best possible service, but also meet every letter of the law as well as possible to everyone that needs a bit of help with their finances out there.
1: Amazing. Let's deep dive a little bit more into how you first decided to get into the product design and i've had this conversation a couple of days ago with a colleague i went to a girl school and it was actually a maths and science based uh, school but with it being a girl school at the time i remember that we had no kind of direction for technology it was it wasn't a thing and i remember how we had two or three classes of psychology, but, you know, not even a class full of IT or, you know, anything of related. And I revisited my high school again, only last year, and there was a big difference. So there was now coding classes, design classes and everything like that. So there was a massive difference to what I could see. From your experience, I mean, I'm sure it may still be the case with some schools and some girls may not be getting that kind of opportunity or exposure to technology and they may still be thinking that you know it's not for girls and all that kind of biases that's going around was there any kind of influences that you had at the time or would you have any kind of advice for those girls out there who may be thinking of going into this industry of tech or related what what would you
0: have for them yeah i mean a few things right so exactly as you say the first thing is making sure you know what is out there i remember my first day at college i went to study you know sciences and product design conventional A-level route. And in getting to the product design classroom, I had to walk through this very, very long corridor of men in boiler suits or boys in boiler suits. And it, it struck me that there were options, careers represented at college that I didn't even know existed because they hadn't been advertised to me because the 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 kind of conventional educational route I was expected to go down was A-levels and I wouldn't be interested in a BTEC or an MVQ or something that was um, more related to a, a job like engineering. I, I missed out on a whole potential career that, that I could have had. Now, I think I've been very lucky, but what can you do? The other thing I think I'd, I'd say, and I'm really only getting to this, point after you know six or seven years in industry is not to forget that science technology engineering maths arts are all just tools they are tools that we use when we go to work to solve people's problems and really unless you are going to be solving a problem using those tools um that that you really care about you're probably not going to be all that satisfied so something i'm looking at at the moment obviously is, is working in climate because i care an, an awful lot about about that and in reality my skill set my tools are going to have to change a little bit we're so lucky that in this day and age our careers do change from day one through to to retirement we don't stay doing exactly the same thing our our whole lives but maybe stop for a minute pause a little bit on on kind of what what is the tool i want to use in in everyday work as a as a grown-up and think a little bit more about kind of what is the impact i want to have on the world because you'll find whatever way you need to to contribute to that. Okay, thank you very much for that, Chloe. And do you believe that events
1: in important days such as the Women in STEM and Women International Women's Day are important? How do you believe that they would contribute to the industry in influencing the aspiring females in getting into the STEM field?
0: It's a great question. I think there are a million and one amazing small organisations doing amazing things because they have the excuse of of a day like uh, women in stem day things like this podcast you know it might reach the right person and might help them discover a, a, a thing for them to aim for that they didn't know existed. So I think there's an awful lot of value from campaigns like this. And I think, you know, that's that's the point. I think if we, we focus too much on why we need campaigns and days and um, why women need extra support, we can go down kind of unhelpful avenues. But hopefully what days like Women in STEM can do is Perhaps uh, help a woman somewhere spot that a goal she has or a future she would quite like, whether she considered it as a STEM future in the past or not, um, is something she can she can go for and, and achieve and, and know that it exists.
1: Definitely. And uh, with that, I do like to get into some more details of your current position as the head of product strategy. So um, would you like to highlight some of the key responsibilities and any kind of challenges that you face within this position to give an idea to anyone else who's out there looking to get into a similar position,
0: maybe? Yeah, for sure. So. I've kind of come to this role, uh, like everyone, through a bit of an evolution. and um, that point, I mentioned where I was designing products and designing things for people to use. I'm now kind of naturally finding myself in a bit more of a position of designing where those products go and how they're going to evolve over the next three, five, ten years. It's a really exciting space. I kind of sit down and Talk with with people who use us now, with people who might be using our products and services in the future. I think about new developments like large language models, but also things that our competitors are doing and things our business needs. At The end of the day, we we unfortunately have to make some money. So I kind of try and bring all of that together, and, and then you know, like I mentioned with with what I see the value of someone with a design or a non-technical skill set in a technical space. I try and make sure that, that everyone in the team not only understands what we're trying to achieve and the problems we're trying to solve, but also is motivated by that and is able to be excited and in control in their work every day and, and come to work, change someone's world even if it's just in what they do at work or um, one little app they use every day, but but making sure that everyone can be truly making a difference and, and understanding what it is that, that we need to do and change. Thank
1: you. How would you uh, say that you encourage and support the diversity piece within your
0: product management team? It's really, really interesting, um, especially in a small startup, to look at diversity. Um, we've been really lucky to have a pretty diverse team in terms of lots of the conventional ways that it's measured you know race gender um, and so on we're we're pretty balanced and and diverse which is which is lovely do i think we can we can take credit for that I'm, i'm not sure i think we've just been very very lucky there's always a lot more that you can do but in terms of running that team day to day and maintaining that and keeping that as a comfortable and healthy place to, to live and work I think there's an awful lot that you can do and a lot of things that we do um, subconsciously when we interact with people that we like every day some things I've found really helpful are to, to use some coaching techniques actually so coaching I find is an amazing um, discipline to study and it'll it'll come to the fore in little things like when you're discussing with a colleague or an employee something that they're struggling with. Um, coaching challenges us not to jump to immediately give them advice and tell them what to do and be um, authoritative. Uh, it's it's all about believing that your colleague understands the answer, knows what they need to do and is completely capable of achieving it. So find that an amazing shortcut to um, kind of avoiding and questioning unnecessary hierarchy and unnecessarily coming across poorly with with your friends and, and colleagues. And then the other thing which I think is also um, really, really important. You'd look at my job and you'd say, oh she's she's doing tech stuff and she's making strategic decisions about a product and what it should do. But I'd say a huge component of my role is setting up a team to do so. And, and what I mean by that is uh, you know there's there's a problem or there's something that needs to be achieved. I think at least as much of the focus on the problem or the goal needs to also be on the team, who that, who is there and who is not there, um, and the way they work, what they do do, what they don't do, when they do it and how they do it to, to achieve those goals and solve those problems, because you, you can't expect... A diverse group of people to achieve things in an unhealthy way or without all of the resources they need. It's really super basics. But I think uh, some of these things are are kind of so quickly forgotten when we think about building good teams who are, who are comfortable and helpful.
1: definitely and would you say that there are any particular skills or experiences that should be prioritized when hiring for product roles maybe even if not for the leadership positions for any of the again ex- aspiring females out there uh, would you have any kind of
0: advice on, on those skills yeah definitely so I, I think particularly for me at the moment what keeps coming to mind is i'm, I'm looking for variety of experience and, and that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be experienced to have a variety of experiences in in the past we've thought about people who skip through jobs every year or couple of years as like maybe flaky maybe they're chasing a pay rise actually what I'm kind of noticing um these days is is these things I've just mentioned about how you work how you collaborate how you work with other people and achieve things and focus you get that from having variety of experience and the first three months in a job are the hardest and the first year are where you have most impact so if you've done that few times rather than just once in your life be it in your chosen field doing your chosen role or in jobs you did while you were a student or saving for for things uh, you, you're so much more of a rounded human being that can be relied on in, in challenges and and difficult times.
1: I'm actually glad you've touched on that, Chloe, in the sense that, um, you know, how the candidates in general, even if not just for the females, they can be viewed as they are, you know, skippers. But in actual sense, sometimes it can have some very valid explanations in, in terms of why it has happened so would you say that it's worth exploring behind those talents who have had to maybe you know leave a position because especially with females sometimes it's a case of you know they had to leave for child care or you know they just couldn't fit in with the team and we do hear about these day-to-day when we have the conversations so and I do think it's very very important that we are very clear in you know exploring this and saying this so would you say that you know you do keep Give that chance to people that come in front of you with such a CV that you do explore further into those people. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if you join a job and, uh, and, and you have a big impact in the first year, great, you've, you've done what you needed. People are hired to have an impact on a business and make a change that is needed. And, and sometimes people aren't stick around for a long time kinds of people, um, people are change makers often. Um, so, so yeah, you know, I'm hiring you because I need you to, to make a change for me and I can't do it myself. Oh my goodness. If you can show me that you've done that five times rather than just once in your life. Um, I'm, I'm well up
1: to that. Thank you. And that leads me quite well onto my next question regarding, well, beyond going beyond these skills and any qualifications that may be needed. And it is something that most females are generally quite cautious of, you know, whether if they are meeting with the position. I am curious to find out a little bit more about how you assess the culture fit as well when it comes to hiring for the team. I think it'll be a good idea to have and hear from
0: you. Oh yeah, definitely. So- I mean, look, you, you can't substitute for getting lots of people in your company involved in hiring. And I've made that mistake many, many times. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, you think, oh, yeah, I need to get this person in fast. I'll just do a couple of rounds of interviews. It'll be me, maybe one other person, um, and we'll just get the right person. No, you, you never get it right if just one or two of you have met someone. And it's not fair on your colleagues to take on a new collaborator without being able to voice their opinion on them and, and whether they're the right fit. So, you know, that that one's crucial. But then it's also about what you ask. You know, the the obvious thing is to ask about how people work. If you want to check someone's credentials, fine. But at the end of the day, you've got to get together and achieve things together. So if you're, you're going to be looking for someone who works in a silo and that's what you want then then you ask them how they work and if you're looking for somebody who works with a focus on solving problems then then you ask them about that but it's it's much more about you know competencies and and how they do and what methods they love and what really excites them than necessarily what they can do on paper.
1: Definitely. Well, thank you for that. And just looking ahead as well, what changes or improvements would you hope to see in regards to recruitment and representation of uh, females within the tech industry in the coming years?
0: So this is a really divisive one. And actually, unfortunately, I'm not sure that we're in a great place for this. And I don't like all of the directions that we're going in. What I really hope we'll see is continuing to see totally remote roles and, and that being an option. I also hope that we'll see things like parental leave policies continuing to evolve. You know, there's a lot we can learn from some uh, some of the Scandinavian countries, for example. Whether we will see those things, I'm, I'm not honestly not sure. But I think if, if we look at the tech industry it's it's one of the better examples of, of a lot of these things what i'm hoping we'll see and what i think we're starting to see is some of the ideas and some of for example like the democracy that is suggested from the agile framework and some of the, the kind of healthier ways of working that that's created i think we'll start to see that spreading from tech into the adjacent industries, into our customers' industries, our suppliers' industries, our partners' industries. So, I work in fintech, and, and I'm starting to see some of the finance firms we work with picking up a few of these slightly enlightened practices that, that make work a, a better place to be. I was just meeting with with a bank, and and they're starting to workshop. They're starting to use collaboration tools. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a little way behind, but I think this is an exciting phase where tech might get to to continue. It's always been doing this, but tech might get to continue pushing forwards the best practice, the healthier ways to, to do things.
1: Definitely. Well, thank you very much. And as we wrap it up, are there any messages that or any advice that you would like to share with our listeners, especially the women aspiring to excel their careers in STEM? Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, we
0: are so lucky in this day and age that your job is no longer your vocation. Uh, we, we might say it is. And I think, you know, with with all of our side hustles, it can feel that way. But actually if you talk to the average person on the street, we're changing and we're evolving and we're sticking and twisting more than human beings ever have with what they do and with their lives in the past. So, you know, like like we said about about trying different roles out and moving from company to company, don't stick with one thing and get more valuable by trying different stuff out. I certainly wish I, I already had, actually, and I've only only been trying for kind of a, a few years or so but have a good hard think about what you want to achieve and don't worry too much about how you do it. Um, for the time being that that bit can always change once you're once you've got your foot in the door
1: definitely totally agree with you there Chloe thank you so much for all your insights as well any last words from you
0: no thank you so much for having me so so cool and exciting and, and what a great way to celebrate uh, women in stand.
1: thank you very much Chloe and thank you all for listening please stay tuned for our next Tech Way episode until then thank you very much see you later
0: Thank you for joining us on this empowering episode of Tech Her Way. We hope you found inspiration in the stories we've shared today. Stay tuned for more episodes at Spotify or www.innovasolutions.com forward slash podcast. Data transfer complete.